0: Hi, this is NFL Networks Patrick Claybon, welcoming you to another episode of the Fourth and Out Podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world. Because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears, and you hear me, and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the Fourth and Out because. Well, the universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that might be central and enjoy the 4th and Out podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going?
2: Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thanks.
1: How about yourself? Very good, mate. Always good to see your face, as you know kind of yep. always good to be um, back on my own podcast well it's just nice for you to turn up just nice for you to turn Can't up go to cinema every week can I no, sadly not but no. a guy that I can always rely on um Oli Broome is back Ollie, how's it going hello mate all good thank you good man and we have a new guest well he's not really new because he's been a friend of ours for a long long time but he's new to the podcast Liam Bojas Liam how's it going
0: hello uh, thank you for having me on All oh, good thank you looking forward to chatting about some week one
1: yeah man um as we did mention before the show i'm gonna have to mention it on the show as well because we've got two liams i mean i won't say which one i prefer but uh liam will be referring to you as bodge and obviously regular liam you'll be liam just for the for the one listener that we do have liam as you like to keep saying
2: yeah the one in luxembourg and chrysalis that's all we need
1: Yeah, well, yeah, get the Luxembourg shouts out pretty quick. All right, yeah, so this is the week one review show, um, following on from our previous show on Thursday. Uh, We'll be going through all 16 games, starting with Thursday night football and ending with Monday night football. Um, As I'm sure some of our listeners are aware, most of our teams didn't do too well. Um, For the benefit of the pod, actually, uh, Bodge, do you want to say your team?
0: Yeah, so I have been a Ravens fan uh, since I got into the NFL about 2017. So thankfully, I started supporting them at a good time. But um, yeah, not the best weekend for us.
1: No, not quite. But it was a good game at least Um, Mm. that we'll come on to a bit later. But we'll start with Thursday night football, um, which was an absolute cracker of a game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Dallas Cowboys 31-29 with a last second field goal uh, from Ryan Suckup. Great name. Um, Liam I'll start with you uh, your best mate Tom Brady four touchdowns um, 43 years old he well, he might be 44 now I'm not too sure um, he has not missed a beat has he?
2: He hasn't well the thing that impressed me the most about his performance was he still got interceptions and got ridiculous yards and touchdowns so he didn't have a bad opening night did he?
1: No I guess it does help when you've got weapons like Mike Evans uh, Antonio Brown Chris Godwin Rob Gronkowski massive game (laughs) absolute monster game yeah i mean two touchdowns for you know 70 odd yards 80 odd yards 29 fantasy points for for anyone counting um only you only only (laughs) me yeah Uh, ollie was it everything you expected from a high high offense high powered offense bucks team
3: yeah pretty much um father's time is undefeated but brady is giving it a hell of a go um Yeah, he just looks like he was just, you know, straight back in the groove of last
1: season. Yeah, that's it. I mean, to be fair, I think the player that I was most impressed by, um, who did come on, uh, obviously he's been a a world-class receiver for years, but Bodge, Antonio Brown looks so good on on Thursday night. And he's just one of those players, again, he doesn't really seem to age. He's 30-odd or 32, but he looks so good on Thursday night and a proper weapon.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the scariest things for anyone in the NFC at the moment is that not only have the Bucks retained every single starter, Brown looks like how he did five years ago. Gronk looked like how he did five years ago. It's a scary team. And as as Ollie says, Brady looks like he's showing no signs of slowing down. So but it's a they, team on the up. They
2: have got a good O-line, which really disproves it makes a difference. And I'll come to that when I can talk about the Vikings.
1: Oh, don't, don't mention the Vikings during the first game, man. We're trying to get people listening. It's dropping <laughs> off. This was classic podcasting before you done that. Oh, dear. Um, no, I thought, yeah, everything they expect from the Bucks. Um But to me, Liam, this was a closer game than I expected it to be. I didn't expect the Cowboys to keep up as well as they did. Dak looked really good. Um, not necessarily the healthiest he's ever looked. Um, I still think there's, there's a lot for him to do, especially movement outside the pocket. But um, his throwing ability... It hasn't been hindered by his injury at all.
2: I think it was only as close as it was because it was a week one opening match. I think if you had the game mid-season, I think it'd be a bit more one-sided. But yeah, I agree with you about Dak. He hasn't lost a step. So, but will he keep it up for a few more weeks or do you think? Or
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we'll talk to Bodge on this because he loves the Cowboys, as as we know. Um, <laughs> Bodge, to me, Dak looked great, but the the O-line for Dallas and the defence looked a lot better than it did at the the end of last season.
0: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, as, as you all know, I'm a big Dak Prescott fanboy. Um, great to see him back. Great to see him frame for 400 yards. And I, I'll i put it out there. I think he looked as good as pretty much any quarterback we've seen this weekend. Um, but yeah, the defense, three turnovers, um, which is a big step in improvement. And as Liam says, it's a solid offensive line. You've got Brady, you've got weapons all over the place. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's promising signs for the Cowboys to have a much, much better season than they did last year.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I thought they looked really, really good. And especially in that division as well. I know their teams are improved. Eagles, uh, they look pretty good. And I'm a big fan of Washington and we'll come on to the Giants. But I think they've got a real chance of um, uh, winning that division or at least competing, which is something that you couldn't really say last year with with Andy Dalton. Um, Yeah, I think, I guess that's really all we could say on that game I, I thought it was maybe the best game of the week um other than possibly Monday Night Football which we'll get on to but yeah really really enjoyable game it feels like a long time ago now don't it five days ago mm, blimey there was on um all right let's move on to the 6pm games on Sunday so we'll start with the Colts uh at Seahawks so Colt 16 Seahawks 28 um Personally, I I could see this coming a mile off. I just didn't like that Colts offence at all, especially against a, a brilliant Seahawks offence with Lockett, uh, Metcalf and, and Russell Wilson. Um, Ollie, what did you make of the game?
3: Yeah, I think the score maybe makes it sound a bit closer than it was. Um, Indy were really disappointing. You know, haven't hit the ground running at all. Um, and, you know, I was, I was big on them all through the summer. So... Yeah, it's not looking uh, not looking great for them.
1: They just lack they just lack so many weapons on offense to me. Anyway, Jonathan Taylor didn't have his best game. I actually thought Carson Wentz played pretty well, but in terms of who he's throwing to and and the situation, I just there's just nothing there for me to get excited about. And you look at the other side of the ball, and you've got Russell Wilson throwing to uh, Tyler Lockett for two touchdowns, uh, DK Metcalf for a touchdown, Gerald Everett for a touchdown. You know, it was just I think the Ryan a, was on the wall straight away. Yeah, a
3: bit of a mismatch, really, when it came to it.
1: The defence for uh, the Colts didn't look as as good as it did last season either. I think they've lost a few pieces. And DeForest Buckner played very well, um, but their O-line was shaky. Their defence wasn't as good. I think this might be quite a long season for the Colts.
3: Yeah, maybe. I think they will hang in there in that division. Um, you know, maybe not the strongest division, as we'll talk about later. Um Think they'll have enough to hang around in there, but wouldn't
1: be counting on them to go too far. Yeah, no, I agree. Bodge. The big thing about the Seahawks last year was that that defense just wasn't wasn't up to scratch. But they looked really good on on Sunday. They got a pass rush. They got got to the quarterback a few times. They got some nice plays in their secondary. It already looks a lot better prospect. If that defense is good, all it needs to be really is six out of ten, and that offense is as good as it can be they can really go quite far
0: definitely I mean whenever they cut to them on red zone I think I heard Bobby Wagner's name about five or six times during that period he was all over the shop Jamal Adams is elite um players like Jordan Brooks coming on in their second year disappointing first year you'd expect them to improve it's quite a young defense so I absolutely agree I think they'll certainly be on the up but for me I I'm not as down on the Colts um I think they can, there's still potential there to improve. Went off an injury last season and already this preseason. I think he'll uh, turn it around. You'll get a, a healthy Quentin Nelson, hopefully, at some point as well. And yeah, players like Pittman, Pascal, Taylor should all improve. So I, I still think there's some signs there for the Colts. And of course, we'll come onto it. But their main divisional rivals certainly didn't look a full team. So it could be quite an open AFC South this year.
1: Yeah, very true. I think there's arguments to say that it might be the worst division in football uh, mm, when you're looking at it overall.
3: I mean,
1: we'll get onto the Texans, but uh, hold your horses, maybe. <laughs> well, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, you're right. You got you got to remember that that it's only week one, and these teams will improve or or maybe not during during the season. But we can only take what we've seen, Liam. Um, what did you make of the game?
2: Yeah, it was very one-sided. I like to say in the preview, we said let Russ cook, and what did he do? cooked mate and he
1: cooked an absolute feast didn't he what was he cooking what what kind of meal uh not some vegetarian shit that you like but
2: no 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 i think it was a good good free free course dinner i think um but yeah i think the colts have definitely got a lot of work to do um it's what ollie said i i can't see him improving but it is a not very good division so they might sort of be there thereabouts, maybe, perhaps?
1: Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll get some wins. and It's tough with a new head coach as well. In, um, Well, no, not new head coach. Sorry, Frank Reich's still there. Uh, but a new quarterback and, and stuff. Like, it does take time for the offense to gel. And considering he didn't play really any preseason games, it will take time for that offense to get going. But, um, yeah, a bit of a blowout in week one for the Colts. But, you know, I'm I sure think they'll... I
3: expected they'll it, didn't
1: back. we? Yeah, I did anyway. Um, it's just that the NFL now is about offense, isn't it? It's about high powered offense and offense is, is gonna be offense and that's just the way that it is. And yeah, talking of um well, relatively good offenses, we'll move on to the next game. Um Ollie's already mentioned them, but the Texans Jags games, Texans 37, Jags twenty one. Blimey. Um Ollie, give us some give us some Texans love.
3: not as bad as expected. Um yeah they they've got Couple of like decent players, and I think just guys with something to prove, really. Um, and on the flip side, and it's not a good Jacksonville team. they um I know they've got um Trevor Lawrence now, but it's still a huge work in progress. You know, one in 15 last season, they're still full of holes, and the Texans really showed that.
1: I thought Tyrell Taylor played really well,
3: he did, yeah. I think both quarterbacks in this game played well, actually. You know, Lawrence. He did make some nice throws. He threw three touchdowns, one absolute beauty, like right on the money. No defender could do anything about it. So he he did play well, but he, you know his his supporting cast is maybe not up to scratch.
1: No, it's limited. Although I didn't agree with the way, not just for my fantasy team obviously, but the way that Urban Meyer was using James Robinson and not giving him a touch until late in the second half doesn't make sense when you've got a thousand yard rusher from. From last season, you've got to help out your your rookie quarterback and getting the run game going.
3: Quite a lot of uh, criticism for Meyer already. Yeah, a a, a a little bit harsh, you know, one week in. But it's a lot.
1: It's a lot of the players inside Jacksonville saying that um, they're not getting on with the way that he's doing things there, and things aren't working out. But you know, it's it's week one, and I'm sure sure things will change. Um, Yeah, just back to the Texans. The running game looked quite nice. Uh, Mark Ingram got himself a touchdown. Um, You know, Brandon Cooks is a really good receiver. He's easily their wide receiver one. He played really well, 129 yards. Um, And yeah, I was genuinely quite impressed. It looked like a team that would be relatively competent uh, this year, Liam. What do you think?
2: Well, when we were first talking about this last week, we were thinking the Jags were going to smash him. And I've been thinking about it the last few days. And you... I think maybe we, we've overestimated the Jags here because there are a lot of rookies coming in and it's a big step up into the NFL and the Texans got players with a lot of experience. So, yeah, I think maybe we've been a bit harsh on the old Texans. Maybe they will be all right.
1: Gemma, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, it does pay to know the league and it does pay to have experienced players. And, you know, we mocked them in the off season for having about 12 running backs, but those running backs did some things on Sunday. You know, absolute bits they they play quite well the defense didn't look terrible um, the offensive line just the thing about is, held though, up. It
2: is the Jags so I'll be interested how they sort of do against someone like the Colts or someone who's a bit better who have got some better supporting players so that'll be an interesting matchup I think
1: I think what Ollie was saying about Trevor Lawrence and his supporting cast it's not great but I don't think it's I don't think it's terrible, Bodge. He's got DJ Chark, he's got Marvin Jones, Lavisca Chanel, James Robinson. Um, he's got some nice people there to throw to, and he did throw free picks as well. You know, he did throw free interceptions, and they were bad interceptions, and those kind of mistakes he will have to will have to cut out. Um, I don't know what you made of Trevor Lawrence's performance.
0: Yeah, so these are interceptions. I mean, there's not much you can say about it. A rookie quarterback in week one, it's going to happen. Um, you have got to make um, them mistakes and get them out of your system. I think. Absolutely for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the weapons they've got, as Georgie say. I mean, Chark is a guy that's been improving every year with Cinem. Robinson, year two, Chenault, year two, Jones is a established receiver in the NFL. Once they get going, I think they'll improve. Um, I think it was really it was the Jags defense that, that lost them the game. Um Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback he is no better than good I think it's fair to say but that Jags defense made him look very very good indeed um I wonder if there's going to be some scrutiny around them
3: taking the, a running back with their second first rounder it um, Bizarre. who them, is, who is obviously season. now injured you know that can't be helped but would they have been better served
0: taking a defensive player there there was a lot of pass rushes available at that time as well
1: yeah, I completely agree. It looked like a move where they've just done it to keep Lawrence happy. And then obviously it's backfired. He's, he's now out for the season. They needed so much help on that defense. Well, they still need so much help on that defense. Uh, as you say, they haven't got a pass rusher. They haven't had one since and Gotway went um, last season. They haven't really got a cornerback. They haven't had one since Jalen Ramsey went. Um, they're, they're really struggling on that team. And Unless they could pick up some pieces, maybe in free agency. I know, you know players like Richard Sherman are still available at corner or you know you can get some pass rushers. I think they're going to have a, a really difficult season. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can only do what you can do and Trevor Lawrence can only do what he can do. And he will win them a couple of games, um, but uh, it wasn't to be for them in in week one. But look at the Jags last year. They won their week one game and then lost the, the other 15. So...
0: Uh, 16 and one then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Big 16 and one. Um, Just a shout out to the Texans defense. They got as many picks in this game as they did for the whole of uh, the 2020 season. So that is quite impressive for them anyway. That's a
0: crazy stat.
1: That is a ridiculous stat in it really. Um, That is, that is not good. All right, let's move out to one of the more um, impressive wins really um, of week one. The Eagles, uh, at the Falcons. So, Falcons 6, Eagles 32. I don't think anyone really saw this this coming. I thought it would be a lot closer game than it was. Um, I thought the Falcons would probably take it. But, um, Ollie Jalen Hurts, three touchdowns, 62 yards rushing. Um, Eagles looked really competent. The O-line looked a lot better than they did last year. Defence looked great. Um, both,
3: both sides of the line looked really good. Um, I'd wonder if... You know, Philly may be a sneaky little contender in their division. I don't know if we'll go that far. But, um, you know, with what happened to Washington, which we'll come on to, and with the Giants, you know, I think this could uh, propel Philly up a little bit.
1: They played really well. I mean, as you say, like both sides of the ball, but in the trenches especially, nobody really touched hurt at all. That offensive line was fantastic. And I think
3: also it's a little theme we're going to see. You've sort of already touched on it about um, the Jags trading someone to appease their quarterback. Obviously, this was the first of the um, football friend wide receivers scoring a touchdown Devonta to yeah. Smith on his debut.
1: Yeah, very true. He looked good as well, Devonta Smith. He's already looking like their wide receiver one. I mean, six catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. That is not bad at all. Um, and that's exactly what they needed. They were, it was a huge miss. Um, for the Eagles last year. Just that genuine uh, wide receiver one. Even Jalen Rager in this game looked really good. Dallas Goddard's a good tight end. Um, but let's just go on to the Falcons because I think this is a disappointing performance from literally every single um, angle. Um, Matt Ryan didn't play that well. Carl Pitts didn't really get into the game. Uh, same with Calvin Ridley. But to me, it was their defense that really let let them down and will continue to let them down this season.
0: Yeah, I mean when the Falcons had the ball, it was really one way traffic only. Um a, kind of in my notes, I've got a couple of people to shout out on the Eagles defense, a couple of ex steelers Stephen Nelson and Javon Hargrave. They were fantastic, I thought Hargrave in particular, constantly. Hargrave is brilliant. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, excellent player. Um the Falcons O line as well kind of looked a mess. Uh and coming from a team a team that I watched look a mess last night in the o line and um, I can certainly relate to that but there was there's actually... a lot of
1: bad o lines out there't there really there is a lot of bad o lines
0: you might have seen it, but there's a a tweet going around at the moment uh jalen May- mayfield um who the Falcons drafted. Um, tweeted out before the draft saying, "Draft me if you want your quarterback to keep up straight." And then there's just a picture of him and Matt Ryan laying on the floor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, uh,
1: yeah. Well, that's. So, I mean, that's such a stupid thing to do in it before you enter the NFL. fuck's sake! It's yeah. I was,
0: name. I was shocked at how bad Matt Ryan looked yesterday. Um, uh what's the day today? Tuesday, Sunday rather. Yes. Um, um But yeah, it's. I'm really hoping he's not one of those quarterbacks that's hit the tipping scales and is going to start to really decline quickly. He's an excellent quarterback. We've seen it for years, but he looked aged out there um, at
1: the weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, for me personally, I'd love to see a bit of Josh Rosen at some point this season, but I don't know I don't know whether that's going to happen. Um Oli, I know you're a big fan of Mike Davis, but to me, he didn't really bring a lot to this offence. That running game just didn't get going at
3: all. No, I think when you're down, obviously, you're going to be looking to pass the ball, but he didn't even really get that many catches. wasn't really too involved. So, um, yeah, wait, wait for the Mike Davis breakout. I think.
1: Mm, yeah, break out of the Falcons. We go to a different <laughs> team, maybe. I'll
3: keep, I'll keep it on my fantasy bench for the time being.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there, um, Liam. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, were you surprised as the rest of us? Well,
2: I was, but then thinking about it since, I was thinking the Falcons' defense has performed the same as last year. So, in hindsight. No, at the time, yeah. Um, Smith was in my notes. So I wouldn't say how good he was, but yeah, that's all I really would say about the game. Yeah.
1: Well, you got to uh, just shout out to Arthur Smith as well as his first game um, with the Falcons, and that offense looked, yeah, pretty poor. It looked a lot worse than it did last year. I know it's only one game. I just think they need to get Cole Pitts more involved. He is such a time will tell. It's only week
2: one. They'll 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 bring in, They'll expand yeah. the playbook. So. I think they're just keeping it limited for now.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But it was just a bit of a shocker week one. Um, I expected really better, better than
2: Pitts, but...
1: Hey. Yeah, exactly. But you say it's week one and we'll see what the Falcons have got in week two. I expected to um, improve. Okay, we're going to what was on paper my favourite game of the week, but probably didn't didn't work out that way. Um, Washington Chargers. So Chargers uh, beating the football team 2016. Um Washington losing their quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, pretty early in the game to a hip injury. So he's been placed on injury reserve. He'll miss the next three games at least. Um, but it's the quarterback on the other side of uh, the field I want to talk about and Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Man, this guy is good, Ollie. He is so good.
3: Yeah, pulling out the win. It's a good intangible to have, I think. Um, I said it before about like Garoppolo with his, his good winning record. Um, sort of win... Ugly games, really, and just get the W and move on.
1: Win ugly games, but in no at no point there did he look shook. Did he look worried about what he was doing? He ju- he just got everything done. He was surgical in the way that he was like against a really good defense as well. Let's remember, this yeah. Washington is a it's a great defense.
3: And he plays with a lot of precision and assuredness about himself as well. He's yeah. just a very good quarterback, and he's got good hair as well.
1: Yeah, he's got great hair, to be fair to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he has got good hair. You know, which uh, This is the sort of
3: chat you get on this podcast.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, keep it going. And we'll, we can mention Jimmy G's hair later. And uh, quite, quite frankly, I probably will. Um, one big positive for me when I was watching the Chargers was the offensive line looked so much better than they did last year. Corey Lindsley and um, Rashawn Slater, especially Slater, he was in for 49 snaps and allowed no QB pressures, which is incredibly impressive in your first NFL game. Um Bodge, what did you make of the game?
0: Yeah, Chargers looked good. Um I thought they would um get a bit further ahead when Fitzpatrick went out, but credit to Taylor Heineke. We saw it in the playoffs last year. He comes in and he does a good job, to be fair to him. Um I'm quite looking forward actually to seeing him starting for the next few weeks because every time we've seen him, he's done a decent job at last minute. So we'll see how he goes. Um I thought Mike Williams looked excellent for Chargers, um, a player that always looks pretty good, always makes sensational catches, but then gets injured. So it'd be nice to see him get a good run of games. Keenan Allen, you know what you're going to get. Number one target. Him and Herbert are going to be together for a long time, I think. And they will be a successful combination for a long time as well. But yeah, Chargers, I think, will only get better. Washington, is going to be a bit of a struggle while Fitzpatrick's out. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with Heineke at the Grease.
1: Yeah, I mean, any quarterback that's got a surname close to Heineken is someone that's going to be pretty close to my heart for sure. Um, Liam, there's no need to worry about uh, Washington after this game, is there? It's just a case they lost their quarterback. They still kept the score, you know, pretty close considering as well, mostly because of that elite defense. But um, yeah, there's no no real worries about Washington here. It's just one of those days.
2: Yeah, I think you just call that a write-off and move on for it. I, I don't think they've got anything to worry about for the season.
1: No, definitely not. They've got um, a divisional game coming up against the Giants on it's Thursday Night Day. Football as well. Um, so that'll be an interesting one. We'll talk about that on the preview show. All right. Next game, Ollie. I'm going to let you lead on this one, my friend. Um, so Bill 16, Steelers 23. I don't think any of us expected this. Ollie, even you didn't expect this, mate, because we spoke before Um Go on. What did you make of it?
3: Just a quintessential game of two halves. If you want to use an analogy, um, really, really strange one. Like Steelers had fifty-three yards, I think, in the first half, Just weren't doing anything.
1: So big Ben in it
3: came out after <laughs> half time and scored on four straight drives. Um, yeah, it's an odd one. I think they just with that defense, they just stuck around and just sort of ground the Bills down. Um, so sort of the point I wanted to make, I think I've seen it a few in a few places where people are saying, "Oh, the Bills bottled it," and I think that's a really bad take mm-hmm. because yeah. I think this is a case where, all right, Bills were favored by like seven points, but the Steelers' defense just turned up and played better in this instance, oh, and completely, completely literally just literally just carried like there's no no two ways about it. Roethlisberger made some nice throws. One third down in the second half, but I think that's all down to the defense.
2: I hate to say it, but it's any given Sunday rule and your boys shown it and they played really well.
1: Well, the thing is, like you look at this is why they pay TJ Watt, right? Because look at Two what he sacks, did in that game.
3: Five quarterback hits. That's he's, good. He's he a freak. Like an absolute beast.
1: Yeah, He's an absolute freak. And he just didn't let Alan do anything at all. And look, to be fair to Alan, he played well, you know. Uh, 310 yards, touchdown. He just—they just couldn't move the ball or get those explosive plays that they were used to last year. But that's purely down to that um, Steelers defense, which is going to keep them in pretty much every game this season. I'd have thought they're not—I'd I'd be very hard-pressed to see the Steelers getting blown out at any point, just because that defense is so so solid. Um, yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah, definitely. And Ollie, I thought the offensive line actually looked pretty okay. To be fair, yeah, obviously- looks all right
3: couple of rookies in there but they they held up all right. Um few little snags with the offense, obviously trying a few different different trip players and things like that. Um hopefully that'll get better over the weeks.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be fine. Uh Bodge, what did you make of it?
0: Yeah, um on Buffalo I thought they as you say Alan played pretty well. I thought there's definitely so much more to come from them though. I was really surprised and Obviously, pregame, we were all a bit surprised that Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. Um, Singletary, kind of, you always kind of know what you're going to get with him whilst he's still young. Every time you see him, you kind of think he's going to get 50 or 60 yards and do nothing special, really. Um, Buffalo as well, four fumbles. Um, really struggled to keep the ball in their hands. I don't, I didn't see all of them, so I don't know if that was just the Steelers' D being ex- excellent again. But, um, yeah, a lot of questions about Buffalo right now. I think the defence... You know, I mean, the defence didn't do too bad. They held the Steelers a fair bit. Um, Steelers seem to go back to that kind of quick passing game that has been mentioned so much, kind of the quick release by Roethlisberger to Johnson and Claypool. Um, And yeah, it was a winning success for them. Obviously, we know that down the stretch last year, it was a team that really struggled, but they also got to about 10 and one. So there's definitely a good team in there. And if they can keep this run going, then the Steelers could shock everyone. I
2: think the Bills will make adjustments this week and I think they'll be fine week two. I think it's just week one.
0: And it's, it it's more of an anomaly than a worry, I think.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I do agree with that. But thinking about what you're saying is that the the Bills are really such a passing team that they have no run game. You know, if you're putting Zach Moss as a healthy scratch and you know what you're going to get from Singletary, as you say, Bodge, 50 or 60 yards, you know, Josh Allen threw 51 times in this game. Yeah, that you need that kind of balance. Um, the, the Steelers, all right, it wasn't as effective, but they used the run game pretty well in the G. Harris and, you know, Chase Claypool, he uh, got a 25-yard rush and they used it well and Buffalo didn't. And as soon as that passing game got shut down, they didn't really have another option. The game was still close enough that you could run the football, but they didn't have that player to do it. And I think the lack of run game will affect Buffalo um, in that division as well, because... Yeah, some good run run heavy teams in that division. But um as you say, it's week one and we'll see what they're like next week. I don't think you know any of us are gonna say they're dropping out of a playoff position because that would be mad. But it was just a bit of a shock and uh, a great win for your Steelers, Ollie. And you can enjoy the only W on the podcast. You bastard. <laughs> right. Um let's let's talk about a surprisingly good game. Um Lions 33, uh 49ers 41 um 49ers were up by 25 points I think in this game and then the Lions came roaring back um and yes I did mean that as a quite a good little what is it a pun that, I'm not really sure um yeah the Lions looked all right but we'll start with the 49ers um Jimmy G was the quarterback for 99% in the game Trey Lance had one pass <laughs> for one touchdown so you can't really complain with that um yeah 49ers looked good didn't they Liam on offense and um Good on defence as well up until that fourth quarter, really.
2: Yeah, they played really well. My only concern if I was a 49ers fan was how they fell asleep in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was complacency because they were so far ahead. Um, yeah, I wouldn't like to see that again. Um, but yeah, I can't really complain. Really, I know it was against the Lions, but they did look very good.
1: They do. Uh, obviously, Raheem Mostert's now out for eight weeks. And, you know, we all know about the injury situations that the 49ers had last year. You don't want this to become a recurring theme because most of it's been a good player for a couple of years now. But their backer back. Elijah Mitchell came in and ran 104 yards on 19 carries for a touchdown. I I don't get Ollie how they produce so many good running backs. It's just like a vicious
3: cycle. Like they bring in a guy you get, who no one knows, he gets injured. Another guy comes in, rushes for 100 yards. It still is, gets injured. Like, I just don't get it. It's, it's I don't know scheming it's... something up or I don't know, but.
1: That's it. I mean, my only thought is that it's Carl Shanahan. And it must be the way he's calling plays or scheming things up because it is not normal for a team to do that at all. And they've done it about four times last year as well. With yeah, I mean, different players. More, pa-
3: more power to him. It's, it's working for them. Um, obviously, don't want to see most out for too long. But let's have this new guy grab his chance with both hands.
1: Yeah, that's it. um Bodge, I know you don't want to see most out for too long because he's on your fantasy team. But um, did you expect to see a bit more of Trey Lance in this game?
0: it would have been nice I mean Jimmy G's never been a guy I've been particularly high on but you know he took over that offense and he scored 41 points so you know if it's not wrong don't fix it I guess if it's not broken don't fix it sorry let me get the correct analogy um yeah it's 49ers came out and I was I was surprised because they're not an offense that I I love um but you know, it's against the Lions. And as um, as we've already said, it was really tight at the end. And by really tight, it was last play tight. So they need to come out and still um I still think they need to come out and put a dominant performance in for them to really win me over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. One player that I was really glad to see back after his injuries last year was Debo Samuel, who looked like an absolute beast as well. Um 180, 180 yards of it? Something 180 like? yards something Crazy. ridiculous like that on about 13 catches it was really quite impressive um all right let's move to the Detroit Lions because I thought you know we all we all make fun of the Lions because it's fun to make fun of the Lions um but they came back really nicely in this game and um Bodge I know you were relatively high on Jared Goff um during this game and you know he looked competent he 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 doesn't he done what Jared Goff does short throws um uses tight end TJ Hawkinson really well got good protection because they've got a good o line um yeah he played
0: all right yeah I think whenever when this trade was made everyone saw as Goff almost kind of getting punished and being put in Detroit um but I was super impressed with him I thought he played really really well um not only that the running backs were superb Swift um uh, Jamal Williams as well, a guy that kind of we saw have flashes in Green Bay, but always be stuck behind Aaron Jones. So it's great to see him getting chances. Um, But there's a lot of potential in this Lions offense. Um, But it's also kind of if Hawkinson goes down, I think they'll start to struggle. So it's again, it's one of them where it's a week one, bit of a mental game. Let's see how the next two or three weeks go before properly judging them. But Certainly, as we saw with the Texans as well, I think the the two teams that we expected to get the number one and two did a lot better than I thought we would.
1: Yeah, that's the joy of week one NFL football. Um, you can never really tell what's going to go on. Uh, Liam, as a fellow NFC North fan, um, what did you make of the Lions' performance? I think to
2: start with, it was what we all expected, an absolute horror show. But I think at the end, they can take a lot of positives and I think they can definitely move forward. Um, yeah, what did you what did you think about?
1: Him? I thought that yeah they were right. Panosel looked fantastic at left tackle. Um and I think they found a genuine star there and once Decker comes back he'll probably be pushed to right tackle now. That offensive line is really good. Uh, the d- defensive line's pretty good. Yeah, where they've got a major issue is at cornerback. Um their number 3 pick from last year just isn't doing the business at all. And He looks like a complete flop. He's such a flop that I've forgotten his name. So Fukuda Jeff Okuda, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's it's really not working out for him and they've not got anyone else that it can kind of fall back on. So they will be hit for a lot of big explosive plays this season. But, you know, if someone said to me that the Lions was going to score 33 points week one against the 49ers, I probably wouldn't have believed you. So, yeah, why not? It's uh, good for the Lions. And a good game, really good game of football. And uh, be interesting to see how they do uh, going forward. All right, Liam, it's your time to shine, my friend. Oh, I think um, that's the end of the podcast. Isn't no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> this is the bit I've been looking forward to um, more than more than anything. Um, the first overtime game of the season. It, it um, would be us, wouldn't it? Who else would it be? Well, exactly. Of course, it's going to be you. Bengals twenty-seven, Vikings twenty-four. Uh, Liam, we thought it was going to be a battle of the O-lines, and it was a battle of the O-lines, and uh, yours came out just slightly worse than the Bengals. Um, what did you make of the game?
2: So I. I think we cost ourselves the game. Um, we had over 10 penalties and we had 14 or 15 last season. So um, yeah, I, I think we definitely shot ourselves in the foot. I think Cook played really well. Um, us, I was texting you during the game and our secondary just wasn't there. And Chase absolutely ruined it, didn't he? He had a great game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm concerned with the Vikings. And this is what I said pre-season. Um we, we, we've we made adjustments and they're not good. We've still got the same issues. Like I texted you the other day saying about um, the O-line. It's ranked 30th in the NFL. That's,
1: That's right. Really it's too like. worse.
2: Mm, yeah, but we're meant to be pushing for the playoffs. <laughs> we're
1: not well, I, don't know who, I don't know who's told you that, mate. I don't know who's said you that line. I
2: meant lot. to be pushing for the playoffs. I'm not yeah. saying we're going to be but we should be um, and not have one of the worst O-lines in football. So I I'm worried. Um, and I think next season against the next week, sorry, against the Cardinals, we'll come to it in the next episode, but I'm not optimistic, but I will say the Bengals, um, I'll try and be positive for the Bengals Burrows earlier on in the game. He took a couple of big hits and the Bengals did really well to make adjustments to help him. Um, chase had a great game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think personally we cost ourselves but I'd like to hear what you three think
1: um, Ollie
2: come
3: on Jamal Chase had a brilliant game sat on my fantasy bench so thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is the sort of game the Bengals would have lost last year yeah definitely so you know more power to them for for getting a W this time around um, also so I'll add the only winning team this week also, the only winning lock with the Bengals.
1: Yeah, I wondered how long this was going to Yeah, <laughs> I, so did I. I was hoping that wasn't going to come. <laughs> so, I, I wasn't even mention mine. It's, it's
2: that
3: shampo. have got some uh, catching up to do. Yeah. yeah mm. Good for the Bengals. Um, I think they, they play the Bears next,
1: maybe? Uh, yes, they do play the so Bears. That man. would
3: that'd be an interesting one. Um, as for the Vikings, they've got a really tough stretch coming up. Uh, yeah, wouldn't be too keen to be in Liam's shoes right now.
2: The yeah, only thing no, I will well, say literally. something good. I will say that we did actually kick a field goal to tie it. We we never do that ever. That is
1: true, actually. Yeah, and it was that, from fifty yards. Exactly, and it was
2: outdoors. Like, yeah, picks were flying. Yeah, I was quite. That won't. By week six, he'll be cut. But I mean, picks <laughs> were literally
1: flying. By the way, if you, literally. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I see it
0: that way. I was, I
2: was ignoring it. Yeah. Anyway, botches. What do you think?
0: <laughs> That's good. I enjoyed that. Thank you, um, mate. Yeah, I mean, for the Vikings, I thought two main positives for me. Um, Vikings passing game, um, you know what you're going to get. But Jefferson, Phelan had a monster game as well. Um, and uh, another guy, his name I uh, got, KJ Osborne. That was the other oh, guy. Oh, he had who, uh, a great really game. I
2: was up. really impressed with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so excellent by them. Uh, and the other positive, I thought, Eric Kendricks having him back. He was everywhere. Made the most tackles this uh, this weekend. So, Definitely. Um, but yeah, that, that secondary didn't look good. Um, Jamar Chase had Chris Boyd on toast. Um, nice to see Chris Boyd still knocking about after his Rangers career. But um, <laughs> I expect to see him lining up. Kenny Miller lining He's up. He's been everywhere,
1: hasn't he? Blimey.
0: he <laughs>
1: in a month, <laughs> um,
0: But I have to say, um, battle of the O-line is exactly how I would have put it as well. Bengals O-line still looked really bad. So um, when they come up against a bit of pass rush, Joe Burrow might not be standing up. So we'll see how that goes.
1: You're not going to be improving O-line by putting an ex-Viking O-lineman on it, which is <laughs> kind of worrying. Um, yeah, I mean, the secondary is the biggest takeaway for me. I, I mentioned it before on the previous show, that that Viking secondary just is nowhere near good enough. We're going to get,
2: we've got the Seahawks in two weeks. They're going to eat it. Up well, you haven't breakfast.
1: just got the Seahawks, mate. You've got... Hot Cowboys. And the Cardinals next um, you've got the Cowboys, you've got the Browns, I mean this, it, it's scary it's sc- I know, Look, as you said with Gladney it couldn't be helped, you had to cut him but Patrick Peterson looked cooked, I mean who said that before week one? Oh yeah um, and then you just, you just haven't got a, a cornerback too I can say it because as a Bears fan we've got no cornerbacks either so I know what it's like I but, can join um, the club yeah, exactly. Um, so it is, it is difficult. And when, the, when we're playing the NFC West and the uh, AFC North <laughs> this season as a division, it is pretty grim. So we'll see how it goes. Liam, you never know. It's the NFL, mate. And you might come around. I,
2: I am not expecting I I'm going to make a prediction now. I think, I think Zimmer will get sacked for the end of the season. I don't think he'll make the full season. Because I don't think I don't see us winning many games. And I think like they've given him a few chances now. I think last year was sort of a one-off because of COVID. I think he'll be sacked for a week before the end of the season. Because oh. I, I don't see many wins coming. So I don't see him lasting. But the thing is, I don't think it's his fault for why we're doing so badly. A lot of people are blaming him and the plays. But when you've got the players that you've got, what do you do? I, I don't necessarily think it's all his fault.
1: Think. It's not a bad shout,
2: and we'll be back to square one with a half with a fairly decent team.
1: Yeah, look, your O line will improve as well because you'll get Derrishaw yeah. back at some point, and you know O lines do improve through the season. So it's not all lost, mate. It's not all lost.
0: I think one thing you can kind of be promising about as well is that the NFC North went zero and four. They all had concerns, so oh yeah, and we are we are top we're top of, of the NFC we're the
2: NF- with a top of the NFC North
1: because well, we've got. <laughs> That's it. Andy Dolan put it brilliantly. I mean, he said, well, our position hasn't changed. Well, he's, got, he's right. The position literally hasn't changed. Um, all right, it might have do from a playoff sense, but in terms of winning the division, it's not changed for any of our teams. It's still exactly the same. So, you know, there's always positives to take. And yeah, shout out to the Bengals. I thought they played um, really quite yeah, well. Yeah,
2: I'll give them a lot of credit because they're they, definitely they, improved from last season. Yeah, so. they
1: would have lost that game last season, as Ollie said, so... Good for them and good for Joe Burrow. Um, all right, uh, Olivia's not here to defend the Jets, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about them now anyway. So Panthers nineteen, Jets fourteen. Um, this was a little bit of a blowout until the second half, and Zach Wilson started to get some stuff going with uh, Corey Davis, who got two touchdowns. But um, the Panthers and the Sam Donald revenge game, wasn't it, Ollie? And he looked he looked pretty good with some lovely weapons around him.
3: He did. Obviously, Bobby Anderson had a long touchdown, about 50-odd yards. Um, McCaffrey back in the frame. Um, Yeah, I'm interested to see where this Panthers team go.
1: Yeah, McCaffrey, oh man, I love McCaffrey so much. I mean, 90 rushing yards, 90 receiving yards. The guy is an absolute freak. You just sort of come to
3: expect it from him.
1: Well, yeah, but that's it. I mean, you didn't know, I guess in a way you didn't know what to expect because of the injury last season. You didn't know whether he was going to... Come back as the same guy, different quarterback, you know, didn't know how they were going to use him, but what a safety blanket that is to have if you're Sam Darnold to just use him out the backfield. It is
3: I think um it's just close to show Donald in such a better position now. Cause Wilson flashed a little bit, um mm. like sacked six times and hit ten. That's oh dear. <laughs> that's a bad of
1: fire. Oh dear. I mean, to be fair to the the Panthers defense, it is a much improved unit and um, Brian Burns looks really good. Um they've got some nice pieces on that defensive line. So yeah, fair play to him, but getting sacked six times in your first NFL game is pretty grim. And um,
3: obviously, Jets have now got Becton out for four yeah. to six weeks as well. She's not gonna help Yeah, out. That's it.
1: That is a that is a huge loss. They've just had no luck with injuries at the start of this season. First with Carl Lawson and now with um Mikhae Becton, two of their best players, really. Um Liam, what did you make of it? It's kind of, I don't want to be negative about the Jets, but
2: it's kind of what we expected to see really about the game. Um, yeah. Um,
1: have you got any I, positives for the Jets?
2: <laughs> Corey Davis looked good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll try and say that. I'm struggling to think of some, but I'll give you that. Yeah, I will. But it's not the easiest matchup for them in week one. So hopefully they'll have some easier
1: games coming up. My biggest worry about the Jets, I think we said it on Thursday, was that secondary it looked so shot to bits and so young and inexperienced. And, you know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, um, Terence Marshall, they just kind of ran right um, and did exactly what they needed to do. Um, Bodge, what did you make of it? All oh, the Pampers look pretty impressive.
0: Actually, I'm really positive about this game. I enjoyed it and I thought there were quite a few positives for both teams. Um, I mean I'll start with the Jets. Um, yeah, their O-line looked pretty poor, but they've got two rookies, one of them's uh oh, sorry, one rookie and one second year. Um, that'll get better. Um Wilson grew into the game so much. That was a real um a real game where you can tell that it was his first game because first half very shaky, second half much better. Um, as you say, Corey Davis looked pretty good. Um, and then for the Panthers, I I like this Par- uh, Paralina. Paralina Canthers. um <laughs> you got to be um, careful there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I really like this team. Um, Darnold played well. McCaffrey, you know what you're going to get. Lots of deep threats as well. Um, and then, yeah, the defensive line I thought was fantastic as well. Brian Burns, you, you've already mentioned, but I really like him to have a breakout year this year. Um, I'm really, we'll come on to the review show in a few days, but um, I think the Carolina next matchup against the Saints is going to be a fun one.
1: Yeah, that's a cracking game. That is a cracking game on paper. And um, I just want to give a shout out to, what was it, the virtual reality Panther that um, (laughs) was terrorising the stadium uh, in Charlotte. That is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. It's not as good as the
2: Nickelodeon Slam Zone, whatever that was. That
1: was better. That was dreadful. Exactly. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't know no, no, no. don't, no, don't slander the Nickelodeon. Mitch Trubisky won MVP, I'll have you know, which is a, a title that he's going to keep forever. The first ever MVP. You your title. I, I'm having, uh, yeah, well, I'm having no Nickelodeon MVP. slander. Piss off. <laughs> 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 that Slam Zone's the best thing ever to happen to the NFL, I'm telling you. Right, let's move on from uh, that slander. Uh, let's move on to a another blowout, a blowout that I don't think any of us um, saw coming as well. The Cardinals 38, Titans 13. Um, this was at Nissan Stadium in Tennessee as well, which makes it even more impressive for the Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray throwing for four touchdowns, running for another. DeAndre Hopkins with two touchdowns. Um, man, uh, Christian Kirk with two touchdowns as well. Uh Ollie, I was so impressed with with the Cardinals, and we'll get onto their defense shortly. But Kyler Murray is is just something else.
3: Yeah, we had this as a game of um, I think teams with quite high expectations, and one way overperformed, and one massively underwhelmed. I think, um, but yeah, just give give all the credit to Arizona. They played brilliantly on on both sides of the ball.
1: They did, and they made the plays when they needed to make the plays as well. That that last, I think it was the second um, touchdown for Christian Kirk, where Murray's pretty much on his back foot and just flips it up in the air for about forty, fifty yards. It's such a difficult thing to do, and the reason he gets that chance to do it is because he's so good with his legs. And you know he can escape the pocket any time. I was I was so impressed with Kyler Murray. Sometimes
3: just just you have to hold your hands up and say, how can you defend against that?
1: Yeah. That is exactly it, although I don't think the Titans done themselves much favours during the game (laughs) at all. um, They also couldn't get much going on offence due to one Chandler Jones getting five sacks. Um, Him and JJ Watt looked outstandingly good in this game. Um, Bodge, what did you make of it?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it really was uh, what it looked like as well the Titans were nowhere. I thought Tannehill... Um, had a couple of nice throws, obviously ran in for a touchdown as well. Derek Henry, man, um, hardly anything go in. It was a real shock. I didn't see this one coming at all. Um, it was also, uh, I, I read somewhere that that was the first time that two Cardinals receivers had received two touchdowns in their history. So that is, uh, that is a mental I Why would start? And then I'll follow it up with another one as well. The NFC West teams averaged 35 points this weekend that's
1: just ridiculous
0: which that division is so fun that division is
3: stacked with talent both both west divisions are all 1-0 yeah are
0: they
1: yeah you're right yeah the afc joining that as well um yeah i was really disappointed by tennessee really disappointed by the titans um tan who had a poor game um i just couldn't get anything going with derrick henry as you say and you know what? If Derek Henry can't get past JJ Watt and Charlotte Jones, not many people are going to um, AJ Brown. He looked alright, but didn't have the game you'd expect. Julio Jones was really poor, Liam. I don't know. I don't know if you saw uh, too much of this game, but Julio Jones was not the guy that you expected. Yeah,
2: I saw the highlights, but I, 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 I know they didn't perform very well. But I think this is just
1: another week one bad it is, day. But you want to you want to see something. You do. When you're and playing I, at home, in front of your fans for the first time in agreed. a year and a half. Yeah, I,
2: I think they'll pick it up week two. I, I think the Cardinals were just too good for them. I, I think the Cardinals have improved a lot and the Titans just had a bad day at the office. I'm not worried about it. I still think both teams could get in the playoffs still. So,
1: Yeah, obviously there's a lot of time. I think there was you could see a slight change from the way that offense in Tennessee was going after Arthur Smith had left. Um and now it's been taken over by someone whose name I don't know. So I don't do enough preparation for the show. Um, <laughs> You're cooking uh, dinner, aren't you? Yeah, well, I haven't even done that yet, mate. But uh, yeah, a lot of worries. That Tennessee O-line as well. Taylor Lewan, who was a pro, pro bowl left tackle, let five sacks go. Which you can't really um, excuse. He came out after and tweeted um, saying, thank you, Chandler Jones, for humbling me. Don't come out and tweet that. Say nothing. Just say nothing. Your own family don't want to talk to you after allowing five sacks. Just, just don't say anything at all. Just be better. You say that's um,
2: when you say nothing at all.
1: Well, yeah, literally, yeah. I mean, if the, it's good enough for then there should be good enough for you know. His life on, really wasn't a roller coaster, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was on Sunday. boys um, own
3: chat in two thousand twenty-one. right.
1: Well, generally you know the worst bit is about this. On my, I'm going to go off topic here, but on my, you know, on Spotify, they do a twenty twenty top played. I had a Ronan Keaton song on there. So there you go. Having a big time. Has a banging tune as well. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll come off the Ronan Keaton chat and off the impressive Cardinals who, Liam, you'll be seeing next week. Um, lucky you. And then we'll move on to what was, in my opinion, the best game of the week. Um, Chiefs 33, Browns 29. The Browns actually led for 53 minutes in this game until um, the Chiefs came back late in the, late in the fourth quarter. Um, right, we'll start with the Chiefs. Ollie. Mahomes, three touchdowns uh, Hill, 197 yards Kelsey, was it one touchdown, two touchdowns, 100 yards um, Between those three it, That is probably the scariest trio in in football Yeah,
3: just bounce straight back from that Super Bowl defeat And look almost better than ever I think AFC watch
1: out That offensive line for K- uh, Kansas looked pretty good as well I Yeah
3: was- we talked right. and um, held up pretty well. Obviously, gave my home's time to do his thing. Um, and, yeah, just hit the ground running. You know, Kelsey, such a weapon. And they got Hill going deep.
0: And just, yeah, scary. Yeah, on that O-line as well, the fact that we saw that and kind of reading from Chiefs fans' reaction, Orlando Brown had quite a bad game, obviously, come over from the Ravens. So the fact that they, we saw that much improvement and there's still a Pro Bowl tackle to improve, um the Chiefs are a scary force this year aren 't they?
1: well they've done exactly what they needed to do. We all saw the errors uh in the Super Bowl um and you know they went out and got Joe tunney, went out and got orlando brown um yeah they're just they 're just a well coached well managed team, and they know exactly what they 're doing they 've got the best quarterback in football um in my opinion they 've got the, probably the second best receiver in Hill and maybe the third best in Kelsey. Um, behind Devontae Adams. Um, let's give a shout out to the Browns because I thought the Browns played really well in this game. Um, I know Baker didn't have a touchdown, but he moved the ball nicely. Nick Chubb, two touchdowns for 85 yards. Um, Liam, what did you make of the Browns in this?
2: Yeah, I think, I think they played absolutely brilliant. I think it's just one of those case of they lost to a better team I think they can put their heads high and they can say we competed with them for three quarters if we play them again we could do it and maybe win it with a bit of luck on our side
1: um yeah I I wouldn't be too upset if I was a Browns fan they kept it close and they 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 done more than keep it close they were leading for uh, 53 minutes
3: you know they they
2: played really well I watched it and I really thought they were going to do it but the Chiefs just showing us how good they are
3: I don't think this is a case at all of the Browns being the Browns that have sit in a couple of places. No, no, this isn't. I think you have to be literally foot perfect to beat the Chiefs. And they very nearly were. They made a couple of mistakes. And that that cost them. Yeah. Maybe you get away with it against other teams. You would. The Chiefs will just absolutely rip your face off. Yeah. well, maybe well, oh, yeah. as
2: they're well coached, I think they'll make adjustments. It'll be interesting to play each other again in the playoffs.
3: I mean, it was the scenario that we wanted to see back in what January. You know, Mayfield getting the ball with a chance to win it, and obviously he's gone up and, uh, and thrown an interception.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that was his only mistake of the game. Really, it's a shame because I think he, it. Saw it,
3: he was on the floor after beating the turf with his hands. You know. He knows, he knows that's a mistake. But I mean, the Chiefs have still got to make the play.
2: I think that's only because it's at Arrowhead, which is the noisiest stadium. I think anywhere else, he wouldn't
1: have made that mistake. Liam, did it make it even more painful knowing that it was a, a former Vikings cornerback that got the pick? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing, easy, nothing surprises me. Like... I can't remember his name. Is it Mike Hughes? Yeah. 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 So Mike Hughes, That's it. Yeah. yeah, Mike
3: Hughes, yeah. Um, I mean, they've they've gone toe-to-toe with, with the Chiefs and ne- very nearly come out on top and, you know, I think they're just, everyone expected it during the off-season and they've sort of turned up and proven it and they'll get better as the season goes on.
1: They've still got Odell Beckham coming to this um, wide receiver core as well, so they'll... Even more weapons. I thought Austin Hooper looked really good. Jarvis Landry looked great.
3: I mean, what doesn't help is players getting themselves ejected for pushing Chiefs coaches.
1: Yeah, that's that not ideal. Ridiculous. That is not ideal first week of the season. And, you know, you, you can't coach for stuff like that. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. But, um, yeah, no, this isn't the case of the Browns being the Browns at all. They played really well. It's just when you've got Mahomes literally anything's possible and you give him one chance and he will take it because he's, he's that good a player.
2: Well, we said in the Super Bowl, the same thing, you'd bet your house and them to come back and win it. And it was just, they didn't. So yeah, not surprised.
1: No. Um, yeah. Fantastic team. Fantastic game. Really enjoyed it. Really looking forward to what, um, to what these teams are going to do going forward. All right, let's go to another close one. Um, Patriots 16, Dolphins 17. Um, yeah, quite, quite a good game. Um, Mac Jones was very, very good, especially when you look at the numbers and the pass accuracy. I was really impressed. The Patriots had got themselves a quarterback for a long time there. I thought two have really improved as well. Um, and I was impressed by uh, Jalen um, first touchdown in the NFL. But to me, it was a story of two really good defences. Um, two defences that played really well last last year. Um, the Pats that have got players coming back from from um, uh, opting out in 2020. Um, Bod, uh, what did you make of, of this game? What were the highlights?
0: Yeah, as you say, I thought probably both teams were a bit better than I thought they would be. Um, Patriots defence, yeah, definitely looked good. I thought Josh Uche, a young player coming through, really impressed me actually, every time I saw him. Um, and I mean, Dolphins just coming out on top, I think could be quite crucial. I know the the four AFC teams play each other next weekend so this division started to shape very very quickly um so we'll see how it goes but um yeah I think these are two teams that that impressed me Um as you say though Mac Jones really impressive on debut
1: yeah I mean it does help when you've got an offensive line that's as good as the one in in New England but um my god yeah he's it, it for me is an absolute shoo-in I know it's after one game but we said it on a couple of weeks ago, now a shoe in for the offensive rookie of the year. I don't think anyone's going to be um, doubting that at the moment. Um, Ollie, what did you make of the game?
3: Yeah, two good quarterback performances. I think nice to see, and obviously good defenses. Um, Brian Flores got himself a nice little record against the Patriots going. Um, just not really sure what these two teams' ceiling is. Mm-hmm. I Don't know if I see Miami like improving on their eleven and five last season. I'm um, sorry we'll see. Well, obviously we're going to go and see him in a few weeks.
1: So yeah, that's it. Hopefully, I think, hopefully they're riding high. I think they'll be better wins. they've got Will Fuller back um, this this week. I believe just off his one game suspension, they'll look a lot better than than they did on offense. Although I was still impressed with Waddell and I was relatively impressed with Tua. Um, even though he doesn't get too much protection with that kind of makeshift O-line there. That's, that's it for me as well. Like it's it's what these two teams can do on offense. It's both really good defensive teams and, you know, they will be throughout the season. It's whether they can get enough going. I look at Mac Jones and I look at the weapons around him. Um, you know, you've got Nelson Aguilar, uh, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Jacoby Myers, you know, are these players that get me excited or not really, are these players that you think are going to put up 30 points a week not really um, and then you look on the other side of the ball, I think Miami have got a higher ceiling just due to the fact that they've, they have got more weapons, they've got Waddell um, Fuller, Gasicki uh, who actually got no catches for for no yards in this game but he, he will play pretty well uh, in the future yeah, just, uh, it's a good division it was a good game, Liam any thoughts? Same as what's been said, really. That was the only thing I had.
3: Yeah,
2: um, yeah, it was a nice, quiet game.
1: Yeah, a nice, quiet game. And uh, I don't think anyone watched, I don't like watching the Pats at the best of times, but I do like watching the Dolphins. Um, as you say, Oli, we're going to see them in a few weeks. So it's good to do our homework in it.
0: All right. Just a bit of uh, breaking news just come through, although it's not kind of too surprising.
1: Oh, go on. Uh,
0: most it ruled out for the season.
1: Oh, dear. I thought <laughs> it was eight weeks.
0: So uh, he's having season-ending knee surgery. So uh, obviously missing half the season anyway. 49ers running back corporate, good. But um, yeah, bit of a shock and another massive blow to my fantasy team. Do you want to trade me yeah.
3: for um, Lev Bell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, that is now the second running back that I've lost for, this, for the season already. Actually, well, third, if you include Dobbins, because I was going to have him as well.
2: Sounds oh, right, yeah. you've had an absolute Dobbins. Oh
0: yeah, that I've, is great. I've, already got a trade-in for another running back so we'll see if we'll see how that one goes
1: Man that is, this 49ers luck does not go away, does it? I hope there is just most uh, obviously not for most of its case but I hope it does stop with this because it's a really good 49ers team and we don't want to see them get shot down with injuries but yeah that's a shame but um, it gives a chance to Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon and um, Hasty so we'll see how they go all right, let's move on to a game that we all of us before the pod said we didn't have too many notes on, so this might be a quick one. Um, Denver 27, Giants 13. Um, so my takeaways from this game, um, Teddy Bridgewater looked competent, exactly what Denver needed, just a good, solid quarterback. Um, Von Miller came back with two sacks, um, exactly what that defense needed, which looks like a top-five defense. Um, and Daniel Jones and his fumbles are just something that's not going to go away. Um, all right, Arlie, I'll start with you, mate. What did you make of it?
3: Yeah, I think Teddy, like competent, as you said, but maybe that's just what they need after last the quarterback play. They just need someone serviceable serviceable to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers. Um, and maybe, maybe that's what the Giants need. You know, Jones, we've said it all summer, like, can he can he break out in a sense and and get the ball out of his hands and i don't know no maybe not to me be... he's,
1: got, he's got a real problem with that offensive line that that offensive line looks one of the worst in the league by quite a long way he he does get rushed a lot i know i mean
3: apologies to our friend ben but um they might be in for another long season
1: yeah i think i think he could be right if don't, they don't make improvements
3: i don't know if it's going to be as bad a division where they're still in with the shout in the final weeks?
1: Uh, No, from what we've seen so far, possibly not. And Look, they've got some... Kenny Gollady played well. Sterling Shepard played really well. um, And they've got some really nice pieces on defence as well. And I think that will keep them in some of the games. But that offensive line, if it's going to crumble like that every single... I know that the Broncos pass rush is decent. I know that their defensive line is decent. It's one of the best in the league. But... They absolutely crumbled. Jones didn't really have a chance. And if you are going to go down, go down with the ball. He gets, he gets stripped so many times. It's not a coincidence anymore. The way he's holding the ball, just it's, it's just not right. And you've got to protect it at all costs. And he just hasn't seemed to grasp it for years now, pretty much. But that's the problem. Um, yeah, so that's that's the Giants. Um, on Denver, Melvin Gordon had a nice 70-yard run for a touchdown um he looked pretty good um so did Javante Williams who came in as well for about 10 carries looked pretty tasty um Liam you've got a mate who's a big big Denver fan he was quite gutted that he, they didn't take Justin Fields but you know as a Vikings fan you know what Teddy's all about so it wasn't too much of a surprise that he played well
2: no i think he had sort of a s- solid performance where he wasn't like impressive, like other quarterbacks we've spoken about, but he sort of just turned up and did enough to get the job done, which is what always he's been. He's not a
1: flashy QB,
2: and yeah, I think he did a good job.
1: Yeah, me too. Um But were you slightly worried about Teddy Bridgewater after seeing him in um, Carolina last year, not really lighting it up?
0: Oh, well, I didn't mind him in Carolina, to be fair. Um I think he's got more protection now, but um I don't think he's quite got the weapons now. So to kind of come in and put a about a two fifty yard performance, I think it was, you know, uh, decent kind of with the ball in his hands. So yeah, it's the Broncos' offense. I don't think he's going to be spectacular. There's no playmakers there who are going to really excite you. But they're an offense that can be. I think they could be quite clinical. I think they can get you down the field, get it in the end zone, but. Yeah, they're not a team that's going to excite, but sometimes it's good to be like that, just go under the radar and make it into the playoffs and cause some surprises. So it's, yeah, it's a good little team.
1: It is a good little team. Jerry Judy's out for about four to six weeks after a high ankle sprain, which is a, that is a big loss to him because he's a very good player. But I like Colin Sutton. I like KJ Hamler. I really like Noah Fant. Tim Uh,
0: Patrick keeps making good plays as well.
1: Yeah, Tim Patrick's, it will be a nice little pickup in fantasy. Well, maybe now, actually, now that Jerry Judy's yeah. Um, Sorry, whose team down. is he on again?
0: Oh, yes, that would be mine.
1: Oh, well, well maybe it might be a nice little pickup then. I already shit anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, Denver looked impressive and I'll be worried for the Giants after this one. But um, we'll see, see how things go. All right, probably the biggest shock of the week. Something, I mean, I've made myself a complete tip by locking up the Packers in this game. But um, yeah, Saints 38, Packers 3. I mean... Nobody saw this coming. I don't care who you are. I don't care what podcast you're on or if you work for the NFL. Nobody saw this game panning out the way it did. I certainly didn't. I thought the Saints would struggle. Um, I didn't see enough on their offense. I was worried about Jameis, the fact they were playing in Jacksonville. Um, But fucking hell, Ollie. They were were so good on both sides of the ball. Just
3: complete domination, wasn't it? Um, Jameis putting himself in the MVP race. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. Five touchdowns. <laughs> Front runner, five touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean he didn't Less go for
0: 150 yards.
3: Yeah, didn't go for many Strange. yards. Um very un like Um just like kind of what we said about Teddy, just taking care of the football. Um yeah, you know, the other team can't score if they haven't got the ball. And Jameis has, has gone you know five and oh in terms of touchdowns and interceptions. Good performance. Um yeah, got Kamara involved sort of early and often. Um, then on the flip side, Packers, just disgusting. Is it, yeah. What can you say? I,
1: I, I can't work it out. Liam, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just... I mean, he threw two interceptions, which you don't expect anyway. And he threw five last year. but they were two. Of the, yeah, back to back. And they were two of the worst interceptions you'll see all week. The second one especially is
3: ridiculous i can't work the second one out it's like it just no, he, defies physics
1: he literally throws it to their player it there's nobody near him
3: you know it's it, not like it's not like the receivers you know slow or run the wrong pattern or it's literally nowhere near him
1: nowhere near him he, he's just throwing the ball away it's really strange i mean look liam you've seen him for more than anyone else here really in the nfc north um have you ever seen aaron rogers play like that
2: no, it's the worst performance. I'm sure we've all seen the stat where if you throw the ball into the ground, you get 39.6% and he got under that. So literally, I don't know how you get worse than throwing the ball at the dirt. It's the worst performance I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play and I've played him players and watched him his entire career. It is ridiculous. I, I think Tebow's never played that badly, has he? Oh, I yeah, <laughs> should, should say he was, uh, he was my fantasy
3: star at quarterback week one. Yeah, from, but, yeah. One point three two
1: points. Justin Fields played five snaps and got six times more points <laughs> than Aaron Rodgers fantasy football. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous. Um yeah, I mean he uh, Aaron Rodgers came out at the start of the season with this last dance shit with um Devontae Adams well it, may, it might be the last dance but it could be the fact that the Packers just want rid of him if he carries on playing like that bench.
2: yeah I was going to ask you all this do you think he's like he's not throwing the game on purpose but do you think his frustrations are sort of coming out
3: maybe he's just like underprepared I don't know um, just a bit complacent and not not taking things too seriously I don't know I mean it's such a turnaround because he was in rare form last year and then from that to this is is unprecedented
1: I think what I would say is that the offensive line for Green Bay looked a lot worse with Bakhtiari gone and that Marshawn Lattimore especially um cornerback for the Saints played really well and shut down Adams for a lot of the game, so that he had to throw to throw to his other receivers but that's something that he'd done so well last year he spread the ball around even when Adams was covered you had big plays from Lazard and uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantlin and he just couldn't get any anything going at all and fair play to the saints because i thought they'd be good on defense they've got a good offensive line but um you know players are out there making names for themselves Jawan johnson the tight end with two touchdowns um yeah marcus was his callaway played pretty well um yeah, fair play to them. They don't exactly what they need to do. They shut the Packers down. I, look, I don't think we're going to see a performance like that from the Packers again. All the um, Saints. I'll tell you what, I won't be fucking locking them up again. That's the last time I do that all, all year. Um, someone made an interesting point that um, the Saints beat the Buccaneers 38-3 last season. Uh, so maybe let's not look into to things straight away. But, um, it's winning the Super Bowl. They're uh, winning the Super Bowl. Bodge, let's have your thoughts on the game before we move on.
0: Yeah, the main thing I'm going to talk about is that Saints defence You know, you can talk about Jameis throwing for five touchdowns putting up nearly 40 points but the Saints defence held the MVP and probably the best receiver in the league to three Um, They did come away though um, Marshall Lattimore and uh, Davenport uh, both picking up injuries uh, so a little bit of concern there but, um,
1: I'll tell you what Lamore did um, pick up a big 94 big contract. million contract straight after the game that's and how you are trying day. to carry all that money
3: home
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is pretty nuts and yeah so show about the injuries because um, I think he's weak to weak play. so he
3: might he might be back on the field
0: yeah um, uh, sorry Podge I interrupted you there no no it's fine and then I mean the only other thing to talk about quickly the Packers defence did not look good at all We saw kind of end of last season, their defence looked like it was regressing a little bit. Um, The secondary was just getting a in the end zone. Like, obviously, we know that they didn't get many yards at all in the air, but to score five touchdowns, you've got to really question your red zone defence there. So, um, yeah, a lot for uh, Matt LaFleur to look at this week.
2: Do the Packers panic? Do you think... What do you think... uh, Where do you think they go from here of such a terrible performance?
0: week we, 1 you can't you can't over um over panic week 1 but
1: you can't it, over panic but I, I think there's reason for concern here you know yeah. cuz when you get
2: 36% quarterback yeah i think there's i don't think you panic but there's concerns and i think you try and make a few adjustments
0: yeah they've got the lions next week you know if they go out and have a bad performance against the lions then definitely let's start panicking but
1: let's enjoy um, the fact that in week 1 the lions outscored the packers by 30 points <laughs> Yeah, let's, come let's just revel in that kind of that kind of stuff. You've you got to think, Bodge, me and Liam don't get to see this very often. This you know this it,
2: is literally like Christmas for us. Like this is
1: brilliant. Yeah, even though our team's lost, it, it, it still it doesn't matter. Like don't, a win. Care. don't care. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens next week. All right, let's come on to my team now. Um, Sunday night. This is night why football. I turned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night football made the mistake of staying up for this game. Um but you know why proper not fan that's why proper fan um Rams 34 Bears 14 Things started off so well for the Bears um first couple of plays nice nice pass for 10 yards then a 41 yard run from David Montgomery who had a really good game and I'll come on to in a bit and then Dalton throws an interception in the end zone and then after that the writing was kind of on the wall um Matthew Stafford was absolutely brilliant. Passed a rating of 158. Um, Just burnt our secondary for some huge, huge plays and exactly what the Rams needed and fair play to him. He's going to have a fantastic time down in um, L.A. Um, Yeah, Bodge, let's start with the Rams because I don't talk about the Bears just yet. Um, Brilliant on both sides of the ball again. Aaron Donald was an absolute menace. Um, but that offence, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods and Matthew Stafford are going to be a handful.
0: Wow, yeah. Um, That passing game is just a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. I don't have much more to add than that, if I'm honest, but Stafford, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Cooper Cup, I thought that's probably the best game I've ever seen him play. Um, He's always kind of looked good with Goff, but he looked like a legit number one receiver, I thought, Um, Sunday night. Robert Woods, always dependable, has been every time I've seen him, he's never one that's gonna um kind of disappear. And Van Jefferson I think is quite an exciting player to uh, young player to watch as well. So yeah, um the only way is up for this Rams team.
1: Yeah definitely. I thought Tyler Higby played really well as well. A nice tight end this That's out there catching balls every time I hear Van Jefferson I think of Van Morrison and then I get (laughs) a song stuck in my head which is a real problem Um, that offensive line for the Rams looked great as well they kept Quinn and Mac pretty quiet throughout the whole whole thing only let one sack go Um, and didn't have much of a running game but didn't need much of a running game the game was ice pretty much um, into the third quarter Um, Ollie what did you make of the game
3: yeah, pretty much similar to Bodge, really. Just as we suspected, Stafford and the Rams are a good partnership. I think they're both sort of getting what they need out of it. Um, Stafford finally getting, you know, a supporting cast around him to match his talent. Um, and the Rams maybe getting that missing piece of the puzzle.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's the only thing they were missing. Um you know, it's week one, but those two first round picks to Detroit are already looking like a a bit of a bargain. Um and yeah, they're gonna be a, a seriously good team. All right, I'll talk about the Bears for a little bit. Um so many problems. Um most of them unbear like were on the defense. Um couldn't get any pass rush going. Inside linebackers played really poorly, um, other than Roquan Smith, who had nine tackles, but that secondary is so bad. I mean, it is, Jalen Johnson's a good cornerback, but other than that, Eddie Jackson's completely lost it. He cannot tackle. Um, Kindle Vildor is not good enough for the NFL. Um, Tashawn Gibson was very poor as well. Um, you know, we got burned for a couple of 50-yard plays. That should never happen. And that decision to let Carl Fuller go to the Broncos looks even more ridiculous when you're keeping on players like Jimmy Graham um, for the same, same kind of price. Uh, Liam come on I know you want to talk about it so uh, get involved mate
2: well I wanted to just let you talk see I to me as a neutral this game sort of panned out how I thought it was going to but I think you can take some positives from it because you're playing a very good team Um, I wanted to ask you about Fields I'm guessing you want him to I'm guessing you want him to play soon
1: Um, look Fields you know came in for five snaps run for a touchdown that's what the fans want to say. Do I want to say... You know oh, shout out to Andy Dolan? He wasn't that bad. He wasn't that bad at all. he done exactly what Andy Dolan does, you know, and, you know, and, well, he done exactly what Matt Nagy told him to do. Matt Nagy is not a good offensive um, play caller. I don't care what he thinks, but he's not a good offensive play caller. We get no, n- nothing over 10 yards in the air, which is ridiculous, Um I don't think Fields will change it too much. He's still gonna be working with uh the playbook that Matt Nagy's calling out. Um yeah, it would have been nice to see Fields a little bit more, but I wasn't annoyed with Dalton's performance. I think that was one of the things think I wasn't be, annoyed though. wasn't annoyed with. And do you know what? Give me a little bit of Andy Dalton against the Bengals, why not? You know?
2: I think he'll wanna beat them, his old team, and how they got rid of him.
1: Exactly, yeah. it <laughs> it's just it's worrying on the only person i wasn't worried about he looks like a really good running back and did at the end of last season as well running for 108 yards against that la rams defense is no mean feat so you know fair play to him i think it's going to be a long long season um for my chicago bears but you know we'll see how things pan out um all right coming to the end we come to the last game blimey monday night football um Bodge, you stayed up for this one, my friend. You stayed up for the whole time as well because Ollie saw he he screenshotted your WhatsApp that you were last up at five in the morning. So you stayed up for the whole thing. Uh, this I game, up.
3: I was yeah. going to message you and then want to wake you up if you didn't yeah, sleep for a couple of hours.
1: Exactly <laughs> what I was going to do as well. It it went to overtime, the second game of the of the week. 33-27 uh, uh to the to the Raiders. Uh, Derek I, Carr. Oh, go on. i in
3: for a sec. Sorry, bud. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you have the floor in a minute. When they scored that touchdown, was Carr signalling that he wanted to go for two? Um, actually, yeah. When yeah, <laughs> it, it did look like it, didn't it? Or was he throwing up like a V for victory? Or Are I don't he? know. Yeah, I mean, I
0: don't
3: know. Like you've won the game. Like they don't get the ball. <laughs>
0: I mean, I yeah. was also throwing up hand gestures when they scored that t- <laughs> <laughs> <So>, imagine <which laughs> quite a few. You were also throwing up team English.
1: It, never a good feeling when you lose to Zay Jones, which is... Uh, yeah, I couldn't work out that play. It looked like a zero blitz blod, uh, bodge and it just didn't work at all. Derek Carr seemed to pick it up straight away.
0: It, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what happened either, but I saw a clip um, this afternoon and actually it was Humphrey covering him and Humphrey ran into Chris Westry. Um, so he was well behind the play uh, easy touchdown but yeah it, i mean overtime just i'll start with overtime because that was just crazy um as you can probably guess by half four in the morning getting a bit delirious watching your team lose and get angry and then get the ball back and intercept it in the end zone it was a roller coaster of emotions um and then to do that and see lamar fumble it was um absolutely gutting but um yeah uh, in summary for us, I thought Lamar Jackson uh, looked good. Um, I thought his passing ability was much improved. Still needs a bit of polishing, but um, Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins look like they can be a number one and two receiver. Um, obviously, that's without Andrews, who didn't see much of the ball either.
1: No, I know fucking didn't. Which
0: <laughs> ruined
1: ruin my fantasy life. It no.
0: was... Um, yeah, the, the offensive line was just woeful. Um, Alejandro Villanueva, who... We got over from uh, Pittsburgh this summer. And You're welcome. Take him. <laughs> take him back.
1: That's genius from the Stalers, isn't it? That really is genius.
0: <laughs> he was all, uh, and you know, I'm not being serious because it's his first game, but he was well off the pace. Stanley was as well, obviously, his first game back after a big injury. So um kind of got a little bit more patience with him. Um, defensively for us, um, secondary looked like what it is Uh, One-star player, Marlon Humphrey, was exceptional all evening. Um, I absolutely love the guy, Um, but he hasn't got much support. Tavon Young, his first game back after a season-long injury, looked rusty Um, and the pass rush was pretty non-existent as well. Uh, Justin Houston kind of made a couple of nice plays. Owe, the rookie, made a couple of nice plays. Patrick Queen looked okay, but yeah, a lot of things for us to sort out Um, and it's not looking a bit particularly promising season
1: no uh, but as you say it's week one and there were things to be positive about I thought Jackson um, especially not just with his legs but with his arm looked very good considering the pocket was collapsing on nearly every single play um, I thought he looked pretty good and um, Ollie you called Derek Carr dangerous Derek on our chat earlier and it, it was good man he was really good 435 some, uh, yards two touchdowns props.
3: yeah he's gone off um this game sort of confused me a little bit this morning because I went on just to watch the YouTube highlights before work, and it they've, they've given it the title uh, "Game of the Year," and mm. I saw five minutes in, and the Ravens are a fourteen zip up, and not not a lot is happening. And I was thinking, that, there's not a lot of time left in these highlights for big things to happen,
1: but well, it was 17-10 <laughs> going into the fourth quarter. I mean,
3: to be fair, a lot a lot did happen, and um, yeah. Good, good finish more of uh, the same wouldn't go amiss. miss I mean not next week because they're playing the Steelers but,
1: um... <laughs> uh, well I'll tell you what the Raiders have made us look like a pair of tits because uh, not oh, for the first 100%. time because we've slagged them off all off season but I think
3: what what I said earlier about teams not bottling it obviously Derek are trying to sneak in at the one yard line um, not making it and then their rookie tackle giving up a five yard penalty that would have been an almighty bottle job. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, Carl and Steve getting the ball back off Jackson uh, saved their bacon somewhat.
1: Yeah, I thought Max Crosby played really well in this game as well. Two sacks on that. Uh, yes, Bodge, Lamar didn't me, yeah.
0: was, Max Crosby played to the level of Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, mm-hmm. any other defender in the league. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and as you say, Nassib coming off the other edge as well. Like This is a Raiders pass, uh, pass rush that we may have been sleeping on quite a bit, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've not really had one since Mac left. And um, it was something that I was saying in the off-season, I couldn't see where the pass rush was going to come from. But yeah, Crosby was fantastic. Carl Nassib, Um just big up Carl Naseeb anyway, because I don't think we spoke about in the off-season. Obviously, he's, I think he's the only player that in the NFL that's come out as as gay which is incredible really um and props to him and I think we we chatted yeah. about it
3: amongst ourselves but didn't yeah actually record a show no so, that's yeah. it and it uh, was, um,
0: the commentary um, team last night were making like made some fantastic points and actually it's a Vegas team you can really get behind because you've got Naseeb you've got Waller uh, who had a lot of suspension problems with a drug addiction um and Max Crosby I didn't know as well had an alcohol addiction um and he's kind of recently been going through um therapy uh and um kind of recovery from that so the three of them to be possibly the three best players on the pitch last night is a lovely lovely story and props to vegas i, I mean that's, no hard blood that's,
3: that's a heck of a game you know for your first game there with with fans in oh wow yeah i mean that's just the sort of thing like they'll they'll always remember and the sort of thing a new i think a new stadium needs it needs those like character building games
1: yeah, I think we may have underestimated just how big a factor that stadium's going to be for the Raiders, because that was bouncing.
3: It, it looked so cool. In, Gruden was in the crowd um, when they tied it up with the field goal at the end. Mate, did you see that?
1: Um, the Ravens fan who thought they won and jumped in the swimming pool? And he was like, no, you've, sorry mate, you've, you've not won. And he just casually gets out, looking like the most depressed sodden man I've, I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. Um, one more thing I want to shout out Bodge, you mentioned it briefly, but um, as someone who watched the game and is a big fan, Darren Waller. My God, this guy is good.
0: Yeah, I was all over him on fantasy, as you know. Um, I kind of We were trading secrets and I said mm-hmm. Darren Waller is one of my number one targets this year. Um, yeah, we did so well to keep up with him in the first quarter and kind of going into the second quarter as well. Like We were right on him, but you can't keep up with him for a whole game. He is the same level as Kelsey and Kittle as kind of the clear top three in the league at tight end. He had
1: 19 targets. That's That's the most of anyone in the league this week. He
0: had eight. I think that probably says a lot, actually. I think he had eight at one point and only had one reception. So you can kind of see the progression that Derek Carr and Darren Waller had as a duo.
1: It's incredible he's an amazing amazing player and um yeah props to the Raiders because they play very well but I don't think your Ravens have got too much to worry about they've got a few fixes to make but um, I think there's enough there to be positive about and it was a fantastic game Liam before you said that you didn't see too much of this game but have you got anything to add
2: um no not really I I've no chance to watch the game because we're recording on Tuesday night. I, I was busy today, so yeah, no comments from me. Oh yeah, yeah don't, don't only,
1: worry about it, mate.
2: The only thing I would say is we all do need to go to that stadium, don't we? Because it does look amazing.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. We all need actually. Can we take Ollie to, to Vegas? Because uh, we might not come back, mate. Like, genuinely. We'll come back with a tiger, a baby, missing teeth. Yeah, married, married. married. married exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. definitely no
0: money. Going to marry Darren Waller while I'm out there. <laughs>
1: I'll take a fine I'll take see car that. That when, uh,
3: Homer and Flanders go to Vegas <laughs> Who's so you could
2: have
1: Mike Mayock I
2: Mike could Davis. I literally I, would, I could talk football with Mike Mayock all night quite happily
0: <laughs> Oh dear You <laughs> had the Mark Davis be... haircut during lockdown
1: <laughs> I think uh, we all did <laughs> oh god that barnet is shambolic well boys we managed to get through all 16 games
0: just i yeah. just have one more point sorry on the raiders Ravens game oh go on yeah um a big shout out to the raiders special teams and i know they're mm. probably not something that we cover much but um wow they were amazing like their kicker um kind of that last kick from that oh, daniel carlson
1: is so underrated
0: that was a long who, kick who as never well who'd ever
1: cut him who'd ever do that uh, 55 yeah.
0: yards and had a good 10 or 15 to spare as well. But probably my MVP for the whole game, Raiders, Raiders punt at AJ Cole. Every single punt was like 60 yards plus, and it put us under so much pressure. Like, as you say, kind of punters aren't probably people you give a lot of attention to, but it's like yeah, a game changer. Count you've counts. got Presley Harvin, who's about 20 stone.
1: <laughs> might be the best line of the entire show punters are sexy man <laughs> can we genius. call that the Not name podcast, of the podcast yeah. yeah week yeah. one punters are sexy yeah no worries right we've got can't that name fo- i can't follow that up can I? all right yeah good stuff uh good stuff boys really enjoyed that um bodgers thank you for joining us on your first ever thank what you. did you make of it
0: it's all yeah, right then. all good here it's uh yeah, It's just good to chat some sport great to have the nfl back um and yeah, I look forward to doing another one soon.
1: Yes, mate. We look forward to having you back. Um, Ollie, thanks for joining us as well, mate.
3: Thank you, sir.
1: Liam, thank you.
2: Thank you. Um, quick plug out to all of the socials for for now. And we've got a Discord page. Don't forget to join it. Well, to
1: <laughs> Ollie's Discord not even fans. on it. So <laughs> at the moment. I'm trying to get the Discord page back, all right? Give me a chance. Oh, we'll shout it out on the, um, on the Twitter page as well. And yeah, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thanks for joining, and we'll be back soon with the preview show.